This is Precisely Nowhere. Happy to have you back. It's currently hump day, making our way towards the weekend. And we're checking in. Excited to be recording episode two. It, the weekend can literally not come fast enough right now. Um, struggling to get there, but we'll make it there. We've got two work days left. We've done the majority of the work. We have done the majority, and it's technically almost Friday Eve. Yes, we've got two hours until Friday Eve. <laughs> we are approaching Friday Eve. We can do this. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. That's what everyone tells themselves when they're, like, nearing the weekend. They're like, it'll be fine. We can make it. We can survive. Light is at the end of the tunnel. Speaking of light at the end of the tunnel, when I was in California, I... Made my way back to Judge Judy. I am so excited for this topic. Okay. Um, so, my dad works in law. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's why this happened. It's because he works from home. He watches TV during the day when he works from home. Sometimes during his breaks. Judge Judy comes on from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I have, was all off work by this time. Marco was like, Marco, my boyfriend she's your spirit animal and i was like you're so right because girl gives no fucks and she's like get straight to the point this man brought his new wife to this trial thing his ex-wife was there and she was like is she a witness and he was like kind of and she was like oh so you just brought her and she's like no no we're not doing this like she just like doesn't deal with anyone's like shenanigans you know yeah and she's all ass and she's old, but she's still with it. And I, I'm just so, like, really appreciating her. I watched a lot of RB, not RBG, Judge Judy. I can see RBG no, and I actually gives, have a gives RBG energy. I have a super fun fact for you. Both Judge Judy and the Honorable Ruth Bader Ginsburg went to my high school. They both went to the same high school and grew up in the same neighborhood. Oh, and they're, yeah, like, 20 yeah. years apart. Yeah. Oh, because she lives in New York. I didn't even realize that they were filming in New York until I would see mm-hmm. the commercial kind of things. And the shots were uh, in the city. And then I was mm-hmm. asking my dad, like, does she live in New York? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I want to go to one of these episodes. I, the episode you're watching might be reruns because she has a new, like, she has a new series out on, like, Netflix or one of the streaming channels. Her hair is mm-hmm. totally different. You can tell it's, like, a totally different series like iteration because she i don't think she's been live on air for a little bit i think she did retire at a point and she was like yeah i'm i'm 80 i need to take a break i think she did too but the episodes i'm watching they're like on c and cnbc it's like i love her and i thought i was going to be a judge judy judge when i was in my law program in high school i was like this is going to be who i am I mean, she's inspiring. I, I really appreciate her, like, give no fucks, not dealing with their, like, feet around the bush, you know? It's a she's very like, New York attitude. So New York. She's like, time is money. And, like, she's, like, Brooklyn raised her and RBG, grew up, like, 20 blocks from each other. Oh, that's so They're nice. the, like, same person but different paths obviously because one became a supreme court justice one of them is a tv judge but you can't fault judge judy for that because at the end of the day she definitely has made tons more money than rbg has ever made in her lifetime and she's just living life living life and is just a legend she i feel like is the grandmother of tv courtroom oh totally 
Yeah, so I basically just rediscovered her. So now I'm trying to watch her again. Yesterday, we were flying back from California. And Marco had this. He was like, don't forget, I had these, like, gummies. And I was like, okay, we're on the plane. <laughs> it's, like, six-hour flight. I was like, do you have your gummies? So he gets them from the overhead bin. Also, by the way, the plane was, like, half empty. It was amazing. I haven't flown yeah. like that, so that was nice. Literally, the whole row next to us, nobody was sitting there. Oh, and then I thought about it, but it was like he was sleeping for the most part. So I just like sat next to him and just like chilled. He got this like candy gummies thingy out. And it was like, do you remember the nerds rope? Yes, they come in little balls now. Yeah. So basically his gummy thingy was like a nerds rope. It looked like a nerds rope. So I was yeah. like mesmerized by that. Took a chunk off of it. And then I was like, oh, wait, how many milligrams is this? <laughs> he was like 60. And I was like. Usually when I eat a gummy, it's maybe 25 milligrams. I don't think I've ever done 60 milligrams all in once. Long story short, he was like, well, you have now. So hopefully. Buckle in. Enjoy. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. out." He was totally fine because then he just kept sleeping because he took the same amount. But I mean, I I think I was just more distracted by the candy and the nostalgic feeling it gave me that I paid no attention to how many milligrams it was that I was eating. That was nice. Yeah. I, last time I took an edible on a flight, a gummy on a flight, I was actually coming back from LA, but it wasn't legal in New York yet. So mm-hmm. I had this bag in my bag and I was so panicked. I was like, oh, I'm going to get caught going through air, like airport security. Yeah. <laughs> like walked through security. I also had a lighter in my bag that they didn't flag, but the gummies were like, just like a sealed pouch. It looked like any other candy. Like, unless you're going to dig through my bag, you wouldn't have known what it was. But then I was like, oh, my God, there's the drug dogs and the airport and, like, (laughs) all these things. So I was like, the last thing I need (laughs) is to be arrested in the airport. Yeah, I feel the paranoia. You don't know sometimes. And it's like first try and then you're like, oh, what's going to happen to me? I don't want something to happen, you know? Yeah. So I Googled it while I was panicking, waiting for my flight. And I was like, well, if this isn't a red flag for the FBI, I don't know what is to, like, come and find me. But basically, the law was, like, wherever you're departing from, as long as it's legal there, it's fine. And if you're flying from a state to state and it's, like, legal in each, you can fly with it. Like, not illegal at all because it's it's no longer, like, an illegal substance at that point Mm -hmm. because it's legalized. So it's the same as flying with beer and liquor. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So you don't have to be worried about it anymore. I was sweating, wiping my well, sweat. No, I'm not. But when you eat an edible on the plane, I'm like, ooh. Yeah. I like slept the whole flight because I took it before I got on the plane. And then also I was doing this thing where I didn't eat on flights less mm-hmm. than six hours. Just because like, like, my stomach hurts. It would hurt if you would eat before. No, so I would eat right before I got on the flight, but something light, like I usually get like a smoothie or something, and then I wouldn't eat the whole flight, and like when they would bring the snack boxes around, I would just like put them in my bag for when I got off the flight, Mm. so I had like a snack immediately, and then I would drink a liter of water, so I would bring an empty water bottle through security, I would fill it up before I got on the plane, and then I would just drink that the entire flight, and I would feel great. Because I used to have the worst stomach problems. I'd get off the flight and I'd be down for like two days. Yeah. Which is not how, yeah, it was awful. So 
not drinking on the flight really made a huge difference for me. Not eating on the flight, but drinking a liter of water. Huge difference. We're going to have to try it out. Because we're getting old, so that may happen too. <laughs> I've, like, always had stomach... Like, it was a problem when I was, like, 16. So, like, it has just progressively gotten more difficult to recoup after a flight. It's like being hungover. I get flight hungover. So, was that your first class traveling? Or are you hoping for upgrades? Oh, my God. First class traveling. We're leaving the airplane. And I'm like, one day, one day in the faraway future, first class travels when you fly across country, it's like a freaking bed, man. But I was talking to Marco, I was like, you know, there's some little luxuries in life when you're like, hey, one day when I'm like rich and I've like made it. Yes. I want to just be able to fly first class places. Maybe not everywhere, but sometimes. Sometimes. Especially on flights like that, I would totally sleep. If I had a freaking bed, yeah, basically. So someone told me, like, if you do anything in, like, any big part of the spending for your wedding, treat yourself to first class for your honeymoon. Because it feels yeah. like the most luxurious thing ever. And I didn't have a honeymoon, so I recommend it to everybody. I'm looking forward to it. I'd love to treat myself at least once. Or, like, even if I come across an upgrade, we're going on a trip in july and baby g will be over too so he will need his own ticket and i'm already like this sucks i don't want to know where are we gonna go yeah mexico we're gonna go mexico and see kevin's family good for you it's finally happening we're going as one big happy family i'm a little freaked out about car seats and the like and figuring that stuff out but it'll be fine it'll be fine he needs his own ticket Annoying, but great. Because now he doesn't have to sit in my lap, and it's fine. But that's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. I have really wanted to go to Mexico in the past 10 years, and I'm just making it there. I've also been pushing to go back to Ireland, but I haven't been able to find round-trip tickets for me and Kevin alone. Not Mm. even paying for a seat for Baby G for, like, less than, like, $2,500. Where are you flying into? What are you looking at? We could do Dublin or Belfast. He has family in either. Last time we flew into Dublin and then drove up to Belfast and then came back down for our flight home. So, like, we spent two weeks there and, like, split it between the two countries because Ireland is two countries. I did not know that before going in 2015, which should be a crime. But now I know and I tell everybody so that they also know. But, like, they have different currency. When you cross, like, one is the British pound and the other one is the European whatever. I don't know what the European whatever is. I don't know what it, the euro you mean. Yes. eagle. <laughs> no, I think it's the euro. I think it's just the euro. The euro. So one's a pound and one's a euro. Like, that's, like, a huge difference to me. That makes it two separate countries. You don't make the United States, Canada, and Mexico one country and call it north america this is true justice for the separation of ireland is what i'm here for that <laughs> just <laughs> just acknowledge that it's two countries is what i'm trying just to do live it. just embrace it okay tell me more speaking of justice for things um there's mascara gate happening on tiktok where the rest of the world is learning what advertisements are and how they fake things in advertisements 
influencers getting called out for possibly using fake lashes and a mascara. Like, people are just learning that they fake things in advertisements. <laughs> they, people did not know what movie magic was until this mascara gate is happening. You know, um, they thought Eva Longoria's hair in those L'Oreal commercials was in fact real and not extensions, as they are just finding out. Probably from this podcast. Oh, definitely from the podcast. Yeah, I don't think people think much about Eva Longoria and her hair extensions. No, she had her moment when she was on that show. Desperate Housewives. Yeah, and then after that, I feel like they like all parted their own ways. That's probably up next for a reboot. We've had a lot of Sex in the City reboots. I feel like Desperate Housewives is going to have like a reunion show of some sort. They might. Talking of reunion shows... I started yeah. watching that 90s show. It's the the reboot to that 70s show. So Kitty and Red, as fantastic and amazing as they've ever been, back and better than ever, the kids are really lacking any sort of character depth, and it's tough to watch the kids' parts. I'm just waiting for Kitty and Red to come back. It is a cute show. I mean, Jackie and What's-His-Face being together, I was surprised. In the show, mm-hmm. she, like, did a little cameo. She's done a few, which was surprising. Yeah, I loved them. I've only seen their first cameo. I haven't seen them come back again. Um. Oh, I also just watched this other movie with her called um, Luckiest Girl Alive. It's on Netflix. Sounds familiar. It's based on a true story, and basically, like, this girl survives the school shooting, and, like, the... Like, one of the very few kids in her class to survive. And, yeah, it's just, like, it was really interesting. Mila Kunis is amazing. I'm so glad she's back. She kind of took a little bit of a hiatus, probably, to raise her kids. But I'm excited. Ashton Kutcher seems to be back a little bit. I mean, I think he did that ranch show, but that was weird. I didn't watch that. He did do the ranch show. My dad watched it. No part of it looked interesting. What have you been watching? Back to the Future. Ooh, such classics. Per- amazing. Watching, I watch. Oh, you people, super funny. Wait, oh, you said I hated you it. Like- How did you hate it? Oh, it was just like Jonah Hill was just such a pathological liar the entire time, and I was just like, no wonder Eddie Murphy's character doesn't like you because you haven't told us, you haven't said a single real thing this entire time. You're just lying. All the time. I wanted to like it. I like Jonah Hill and I wanted to like it so much. I didn't watch the last 15 minutes though. Probs for the best. It gets worse. I'm going to go watch the last 15 minutes right after this. All right. I'll follow up next episode about the last 15 minutes. I won't tell you guys what happened, but I'll tell you if it changes my perspective. I definitely don't want to know what happened yet. I want to hear your perspective for sure. Governor's Ball lineup? When is it? Okay, Izzo is uh, one of the headliners. Okay. Um, June. You know, moving back to California in June. Mm-hmm. Marco and I stumbled upon this. I stumbled upon the lineup. And Kendrick Lamar is day three. And usually I'm like, all right, let me look at each day. I'm not going to like buy a bold three-day pass, especially at this point when who has the energy at 29 to go to a fucking three-day festival? Because I sure don't. Yeah. But 
then I was like looking at people and I was like, oh, I'd really want to see this person, this person, this person. And I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. So now we're in the debate of buying a three-day pass versus a one-day pass. I've honestly never been to a music festival. I just hate being outside for long periods of time, not where, knowing where I'm going to go to the bathroom. Because um, I always have fair. to pee. This is fair. I have to be a lot too. I have to scout them out when I get there and then use my map. I'm like, there's bathroom, there's bathroom, there's bathroom. Good. You know what you gotta get if you can like bring a small carry on the like um girl stand in pee situation for pee on a tree okay. without having a penis. It's like people usually use it for camping and hiking so that they can actually pee outside. I see. But it would be a good hack to use them in the porta potties that are absolutely disgusting. Sometimes. Most of the time. So you could get that. That could make the I don't know. I don't know. I appreciate the invitation. Axe throwing? Axe throwing, maybe, because that's usually an inside activity. Because we did that. That was really fun. Have you ever seen the video of when the girl goes axe throwing and she hits the bottom corner of the floor, like where the wall meets the floor and it bounces back at her? And now that I've seen it, I know that's going to happen to me and I can't go. I want to go do archery, bow and arrow shooting. I feel like that could be fun. Yeah. I did it as a kid. Your jam. Mm, batting cages. I haven't been able to find good batting cages. I did it as a kid. A lot. What did you do? When you did your bow and archery. Oh, um, okay. So my bro- brother was a Boy Scout. And I was an honorary Boy Scout because there was nowhere to leave me if he was going mm-hmm. to Boy Scouts. So I went to Boy Scout camp and I did bow and archery there. And then my dad actually, oh, he hunts, but like, he's not good at hunting. Like, he doesn't get anything. He just goes and sits in the woods for hours. So okay. he can shoot bow and arrow. So we like learned as kids how to do it. I am still small enough that I still use my children's bow. So haven't had to upgrade in like 15 years. I used to be like, I have to upgrade every two years. Now I'm like way past that. And I'm like, I'd like to upgrade. but Do I have to upgrade? I don't know. I'm trying to like buy things that last better and longer. However, I will buy the cheap option first to see like if I even what? use it. I got like a, you know, the little electric milk frothers, the hand ones that are like $10 mm-hmm. on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I got one of those and I was like, damn, I love this thing. I should treat myself to an actual milk frother where I like the container and it has a little thing that goes around, froths the milk and it's its own appliance, I guess. So I treated myself to that also only like $40, but now I never use the real one. So I had to go back and get a, another mini one. Sometimes the minis are the better. Oh, I agree with you about minis being better. I feel like most minis are better. It's the convenience. Like Cinnabons, regular minis, everything. Everything is a little bit better. I feel like with sweets, like minis are better. Love a mini Cinnabon. Don't really love a full-size one. It's just a lot of Cinnabon to get through. It's too much. I actually ordered a pack of two slices of crack pie and two truffles. Oh, from Milk Bar? Yeah. Because <laughs> they delivered to me, which is so nice. I feel like I haven't had it in forever. got to do it. Last time we got it, when G-, G was born, he was in the NICU. We got it as a treat for all of the NICU nurses because it was kind of peak pandemic. And I was trying to think of something we could give them without being individual 
with it being individually wrapped. So the milk bar cookies come individually wrapped. So perfect for nurses that kind of have to be germaphobes in like situations like that. So if you're thinking of something, that was a really good idea to bring our nurses. And they loved it. I'm trying to think of an idea actually. And I'm like, I can't think of anything. Did you think of anything? Milk bar cookies. I'm like, I tap out now. I should order some. I have to go to the office tomorrow. Maybe I should pick up some milk bar. Just tell me if there's anything you want me to order. I can do it. Okay. I've been grabbing Magnolia while I'm in the city. Ugh, love Magnolia. I know. I've just eaten a lot of banana pudding at this point, which I never I thought I would say. If it was banana pudding or bread pudding, what was it? it was the banana? banana pudding. Yeah. I feel like it's not as good. Remember when we used to get it in those huge bowls for yeah. birthdays and stuff? I feel like it's not as good individually, like, packaged. Half of that or what? No, I get, like, a pint. Like, an ice cream pint. Yeah, it's a lot of... I don't eat sweets a lot. It's a lot to eat, and it doesn't stay very long. What's your opinion? <laughs> I could probably try freezing it. I don't know if that would do well. You probably could, actually. I'll you buy might- some tomorrow and freeze it and let you know. Okay, you'll probably prove me right. No, wrong. You'll probably prove me wrong. You're probably going to be right. <laughs> I'll but let you know. Sure, Rose. Sure. Oh, you can freeze anything. You can't. You, you let me know. Okay. Yeah. I got to make my way over there. You watched Stepmom? That movie okay. makes me hard cry. Sob. Right? Cry. So, watched it many times as a child makes you very emotional but i realized watching it as an adult is a whole other perspective you get a whole other perspective it's like watching her i used to think like he's a creeper because he's having a relationship with this robot computer Mm -hmm. computer. and then i watched it on the plane i was like crying literally because i was like wow this is so beautiful everyone's relationships are so different you know bringing it back to kevin i don't know your guys relationship but like it's very complicated, and I don't yeah. assume to know whatever works for me works for you guys or vice versa. You know what I mean? So I have not seen her, so I don't know. But I feel like I don't think having a kid at this point, I don't think I can ever watch Stepmom again. Really? Yeah, I don't. I think I would hard cry about being Susan Sarandon's character. But you're not. But what if I am because I'm the original mom, which means the original mom has to die or leave to be for a stepmom to exist. It's just so sad. There's this woman on TikTok who is like struggling with ovarian cancer and is very much losing that battle. And like her husband is documenting the end on TikTok, I guess, for their like four year old and also for people to like see what could happen and like how life can progress. I cannot watch a single one of those videos at all. It makes me so upset. So stepmom's out for me forever. Like indefinitely? Like forever, forever? I think maybe like when he's 30, I can watch it. Mm Because I'll have known that I've been here for a good part of his life. Well, no, if I watch it now, I'll feel that way. But I can watch it when he's 30. And then I'll be like, I've been here. I can die now and not worry about leaving my small child 
Tiz makes it does make sense. It makes sense. I get you. Yeah, I'm just very emotional I'm, now, all the time. Oh my god, taking the gummy yesterday, I was so emotional. I was like crying actually. Margo was telling me things on the sub or the train back, and I was like tearing up. He was like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, I just don't cry very often." He was making me cry, but like a good <laughs> cry. You know, when you get this good cry. Yeah. Like, oh, this is really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a, a lot of them. In- I got a couple of good cries in yesterday, and I was like, wow, this is so nice. I'm, like, being so vulnerable. Usually, I'm not this vulnerable, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I'm growing, but usually, I'm like, yeah, drink all the wine, take all, like, whatever. Whatever. Thing, you know? Yeah. But I once cried on a plane, and it was very embarrassing, but very cathartic. I was, like, 16. I read the last song. I read a lot in high school, so I, like, read a lot of books. But I read the last song, that Miley Cyrus movie. Mm-hmm. And I finished it on the plane, sobbing. I'm, like, sitting next to my mother, and she's like, what is going on? And I'm like, <laughs> um, and, then, and then he, and then this, and then this. And my mom's like, you need to calm down. Like, you need some water. You need something. There's at easily 100 other people on this plane what is like chill out she was like not here for it she was like you're making a scene over a book written by nicholas sparks not one of the world-renowned authors of his time but nicholas sparks was an error in of itself all those books all those movies making me hard cry the notebook hysterical sobs at the end i still having watched it 20 times easily cry just as hard at the end i even start crying earlier now that i know what's going to happen at the end like watching the first 30 minutes crying i'm like and then the ending is just so sad i just cry so hard that's that's a walk to remember that should be illegal i was asking marco how he was liking friday night lights how far is he is it wait movie he's watching the movie he's watching the show he's watching the movie I only watched the show, but then I watched the movie when we were going to California mm-hmm. and loved it. But he's on episode two of season one. So he's a very, but you haven't watched the show, right? No. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. It's like, have you watched the movie? No. So you're totally deprived of all of it. Um, I have, I am so out of touch that they go um, clear eyes, full heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I couldn't tell what they were saying. And I kept referring to it as the football chanting clip. And Adam had to say to me, do you not know what they're saying? And I was like, no, I actually can't make it out. And he was like, oh, have you not seen the movie? And I was like, also, no. And he was like, like, like 2 a.m. And he was like, I can't deal with this right now. I'm going to just go back to eating my leftover sushi from what we got at for dinner at 10 and just try and survive he was like i yeah. can't with you right now and left your eyes full heart yeah it's one of the things the chance that they do go into the thing it's great i'll find my way there one day okay we hope you enjoyed our second episode if you're resonating with our podcast or have feedback please leave us a review talk soon Music and editing done by Marco Aguilar.
You can find him at midnight, M-I-D-N-I-T-E underscore mind eight zero on Instagram for more of his work.